All right. Number two, focus more on praising God than presenting your request to him. How many people do this? Oh, Lord, I want a car. Oh, Lord, I want a house. Don't you know that he knows all of your needs and he knows every thought before you speak them and everything about you he understands? That's the mighty God that we serve. Sometimes stop being, you know, like the little baby because that's what babies do. I want, I want. They go to the store. I want, I want. I want, I want. I want. Mm -mm. When we go into the presence of God, let's focus more on praising him. Oh, God, I give you glory. Oh, God, I give you honor. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes when this body don't work and do what it's supposed to do, sometimes when infirmity or sickness hit, I'm telling you, ain't nothing like a praise when you are going through, when you just give it God glory. You may be on your bed of affliction, but you, Lord, I just give you glory. Lord, I'm not feeling God, but I honor you. I'm telling you something. If it, there's healing in worship. There's healing in worship. See, a lot of people want to run and want somebody to blow on them and Want somebody, you know, to slather them up with oil, this, that, and other. I have taught the congregation that God has blessed me to serve. Look, you all got the same anointing. Every one of us have a measure of faith. Get this holy, this oil that has been blessed and prayed over. Anoint your hands. Touch yourself from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And you pray. And Lord, help me. Lord, heal me. And, and give God glory. Lord, I thank you for my healing. Lord, I thank you for you are Jehovah Rapha. I thank you, oh God, because I know that you are present help in the time of need. I thank you because by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I can claim him. Just give him glory. And you will find out that you will get a breakthrough even if you're not feeling well. When you give him glory. Focus more on praising God than presenting your request to him. Because that, once again, when it's all, Lord, I want a husband. Lord, God can be calling you. Paul said, you know what? Everybody, you know, I'm rephrasing what Paul said. He said, Every, marriage ain't for everybody. Some of us are purpose to be single so that we can do more of the work. Some people are purpose to be single so that you can do, be about God's business. You got your mind off focus. So when you start giving God glory, if that per, if God, if it's designed for you to be partnered up with someone, God knows each and every one of us. He knows what we need. Don't you know God going to make that happen? He's going to set pathways and he do, he's going to direct you where to go and what to do. But in the meantime, Get your mind focused on the things of God. Start worshiping him in spirit and truth on those things. And rather always begging, like once again, like you a little toddler. Oh, you know, oh, I, I want, okay. Make your request known and then start praising God. Make your request known, then start giving him glory for knowing that he's already working it out. We often pray to God to meet our needs before praising him. How many of you do, do you really go into prayer and you, first of all, you need to give God glory. Thank you for allowing me to have another day. Thank you for time where I can come into your presence and come boldly to the grave, uh, to the throne of grace. Thank you for food, clothes, and shelter. We should always start our prayers and meditation off with prayer. And then of course, repent because all of our good is but filthy rag. If there's anything within me, Lord, that's not like you, take it away. And then come on and praise God some more. Praise him some more. Give him glory. Because in your praise, God understands what you're going through. God understands what you need. And because you are honoring him for being the most high God, He through your praise, don't you realize he already working things out? Through your praise, don't you know that he's already turned that situation around? Through your praise, don't you know that he's about to take you to the next level when you need to go? It's all working together for the good of those who trust and believe in him. 
In scripture, we repeatedly see how we are called to praise the Lord before presenting our request to him. Philippians 4, Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Give God, it says rejoice. And it said, and again, I say rejoice. You going through something? Yeah, you, you know, your little finances, you feel like, oh, it's slowing up on me. That's all right. Lord, I thank you. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Hallelujah. And Lord, while in the meantime, I thank you, though, how you're working things out for me to be a blessing to someone. Else. Just give God glory. Give him the honor. It says, again, I say rejoice. And this new translated version, it says, I will say it again. Rejoice. Don't be anxious for anything. But in every situation, prayer, petition, what is that prayer? Peti- petitioning to God and is worshiping, is having conversation, is honoring him and the knowledge of you knowing petitions are made because a petition is something that you know that you present that's already being worked out. It's just it's just the process. It's the form. We have this thing called proposals that you have to write up when you want to be uh, uh, when you want to go out for something. And for the most part, you know that you if you write it right, if you say it right and you position it right, that proposal is already going to be answered because there's something, whether it's it's monies, whether it's a, a location or venue, it's set aside for that purpose. Don't you know God has your your worship? Is, is your proposal that has already had things already set for you? God is just waiting for you to come out of your flesh, come out of your emotion and honor him and knowing that he's going to work it out for you. Oh, that's good right there. Somebody need to say amen and clap your hands right there. Glory to his name. Don't be anxious for anything. Make sure you always give God thanks. Give him praise. He's working it out. He's working it out and it's going to happen in due time and due season. You will reap the reward, but you got to give God praise. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Another way to say it. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. They didn't say some. Don't give thanks when things just are going your way. It says all circumstances for this is God's will for you and Christ Jesus. Give thanks. Give thanks. No matter what, give thanks. I remember our dear late uh, mother, um, Victor, and her son, had her only son had passed away. And I remember her standing at the casket praising God. I remember her standing there and as people were coming through, she was encouraging them and she went up into a high praise. I said, well, and through her high praise, God gave her strength to get over her grief. Even in your sad times, remember to give God praise, give him glory because he's going to bring you out. He's going to give you the strength that you need to endure. Give him praise in all circumstances. All circumstances, give him praise. Number three, focus on drawing closer to the Lord rather than receiving gifts. See, some people are focused on that that it's transactional. Oh, I'm going to come to church because I want God to bless me with the big house. Oh, I'm going to give my tithes because I want God to uh, help me uh, with my business. 
Look, God, God, God is not transactional. He's just, he's not a man that he should lie. He's just God and he has all power and he's just God, God alone. That's it. And if God says something, you don't even have to do anything. If he tells you something's going to happen, once again, it's all according to time and seasons and how things line up. If God said it, it's going to happen. If God spoke a thing in your life, it's going to happen based on, once again, you being obedient to his voice and his command. Anything that you have seen not working according to a prayer that was prayed over your life, a prophecy that was given to you through a true man, a woman of God, and God spoke to you beforehand and that prophet confirmed it. If it's not working, if you if you're 10 years out, 15 years out, you done did something. But God is such a good God that he will even, he honors the prayers of the righteous. The prayers of the righteous man availed much. Those prayers that went up on your behalf, God will still honor it. But you have to make sure that you are willing and open to have an ear to hear and to have a spirit of obedience. Because remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. Focus on drawing closer to the Lord rather than receiving gifts. A simple way of saying this is to focus on the giver, not the gifts, right? Focus on the giver, not the gifts, the peace, the strength, and the blessings we seek flow out of an intimate relationship with God. Therefore, we have to pursue after his heart, trust him to meet all of our needs. Let's look at Philippians 4, 19. Philippians 4, 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. All your needs, not some, all of your needs. He's going to meet each and every one of your needs. But once again, you have to have that relationship with him. Let me tell you something. People that's been married, 20, 30, 40, um, 50. I'm talking about good marriages. People that have really worked in good. Whenever you're in a marriage, in a relationship, and you're with someone, and that person gives without murmuring, that person gives of themselves without complaining, that person do, does things for, for uh, without you even sometimes noticing. It's just already done. You could, your Husbands, when you come home to a clean house, Thank God. That woman ain't have to do that. So y'all need to stop with all this stuff. What somebody got to do. Nobody got to do anything for you. Just because you married to someone, they don't have to be nice to you, but they choose to be nice to you, right? So now you have somebody that's working on your behalf. Somebody's praying for you. Somebody's there to support you, this, that, and the other. You know what? That should make you open up to be able to say, you know what? I have no problem. You know, here, here, here's something. It could be financial. It could be a gift. It could be a trip. Whatever, because you see that that person, it's about the person, not what they're doing, but the heart and the intent of the person. It's the same way with God. God's intent is just to love us. He first loved us before we even knew of his love for us. He loved us first. So he, his intent is, is there to help us along the way. And if we look to him more than what he's going to give us, God will bless us beyond what we can think, imagine, or believe. In Isaiah 29, 13, God says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules. They have been taught. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Lord, I want, Lord, I want. Lord, I gotta have. Lord, I gotta have. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Come on. Draw closer to God. Get into a relationship with God. He's going to work everything out. 
But God, spend some time with the Lord, some quality time with the Lord where you can hear his voice. When you speak to him, you wait to hear what he has to say back to you. You got to spend some time with him. Everything else will work out according to his will and his purpose for your life. It says right there, Isaiah 29, God said, these people come to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts, God wants our heart. Don't you want to be a friend of God? God wants our heart. David had the heart of God. David made some bloopers and blunders, but he had the heart of God and God knew that. Yeah, David did some trifling things, but God knew at the end of the day, David had a connection with him. David would come, David all the time, oh Lord, forgive me, created me a clean heart. David knew how to get it right. He knew how to repent. That's the same type of relationship. God knows that we have faults. God knows that uh, sometimes we're not going to always get it 100%. But if we just have that mind to repent and come to him, have that relationship with him, God is always going to work it out for each and every one of us who believe. Number four, number four, focus on listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit rather than criticizing your spiritual leader, your pastor, or those who are a part of Presbyterian. So a lot of us, we focus on man. We focus on the pastor instead of listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Whenever you are in a spiritual place, whenever there's a spiritual person who is speaking, whether that's your pastor, or a guest minister, your focus should not be on their looks, on their clothing. You should be tuning your mind to say, Lord, what word? Holy Spirit, open up my ear to receive the word that you have for me that's coming through this vessel. That is so important. We have to make sure once again that our intentions are led by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit speaks to any spirit led Christian from the most charismatic to the least eloquent, because God sometimes, God, you know, so we looking for somebody to, you know, be this spectacular speaker. Sometimes God can be speaking through that little mother that sits in the corner of your church that some people just don't pay attention to. And she'll say something that can change your life. But you got to be a willing to be led by the spirit to hear what they have to say, what how God is leading them to speak with you, to avoid self-worshipping, self-serving worshiping. Show up with the expectation that God is going to speak, not man, not man. A part of my prayer before every sermon, I always say, Lord, you are the potter. I am but the clay. Give me your divine words to say. Because I want people to hear from the, from on high a rhema word. I don't want to speak out of emotion. I don't want to speak out of flesh. I want the Holy Spirit to use me so that whoever has an ear to hear, there's something that they will be able to pick up that will help them to grow spiritually and to have a more intimate relationship with their Heavenly Father. Number five, show up to serve. And not to be served. First Corinthians 12, 27. First Corinthians 12, 27. It says all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. All of you together are, are of Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. You don't have to compete at church. 
You don't have to worry about, oh, somebody going to get more attention. God sees everything. What man don't see, God sees. And everything that we say and do should be pleasing in his sight. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So when we are coming together, when we show up, and I'm going to even go further. When you show up on your job, when you're working with teams, when you've been put on assignments to work with other people, show up and look at, okay, how am I to be of service to this particular situation, this particular project, this particular assignment? How am I to serve? Not worrying about me. Oh, did somebody come? I, 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 and I appreciate this. But I'm so, I'm the type of person, you give me a plastic cup, you give me a glass cup, as long as the water is clean, I'm going to drink it. You got some people that say, oh, I got this, I got to drink from China. You're not coming to serve. You're coming to be served. It's not about that. It's not about that. If you go into to someone's house to minister the word of God, you're coming to serve, sweetie. It's about service. It's about rendering a word to help those who are there, those souls that are there. God is wants to use you as a vessel to deliver a word, to meet them where they need to be met. It's not about how big your cup is, if it's glass or if it's china or plastic. Come on, we got to get out of this foolishness. If you a singer, you're going somewhere, you're going to bless the people. You're going to serve. Serve. Oh, I got to have uh, striped peppermints. And butter mint cream puffs in my in my uh, dressing room. Come on, come on, that's foolishness. Now let me let me just, once again, people who do all of that. If that's what you like to do, say I'm not saying to disrespect the man or woman of God who's coming to do it. Where I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we shouldn't get stuck in these patterns of thinking where and we forget. Remember, we're talking about self serving worship where we forget that we are on assignment by our Heavenly Father and the purpose of us being there is to give glory to God. All of us have a part to do. When each member of the body serves their unique purpose, they help the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. Ephesians 4.16. Ephesians 4.16. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We all have a part to do, all of us, and we all make things happen. Let me tell you something. Those of you who are in ministries, this is not a time to be running here and there. Stay where you at. No matter what is going on, God called you to that ministry for a purpose and you got it. It's going to be a blessing. Let me tell you something. The way things are happening in the world today, those people who have a mind to be sustainable and consistent, there's a greater blessing than what we think. It's not just, oh, I got to play. God is going to bless us tremendously. Stay put. Stay put. Stay put. Stop looking to run over here and run over there. God, God, every ministry, there are pros and cons. People are going through everything. I don't care how big the church is or how small it is. There are different changes that have to happen. That's what happened. Paradigm shifts constantly. Don't you know the very ground that we walk on is shifting? We don't feel it all the time unless you're in, in places like California where they experience earthquakes more constantly. But for the most part, we don't feel the plate tectonics of the earth shifting, but they are. 
It's the same thing in our environments, whether you're working at, 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 a, at, a, at a job, whether you're in a ministry, there are consistent paradigm shifts that are going to happen every three, five, 10, 15, 20 years. And you, as long as God graces you to be on this earth, the only thing you have to do, especially those of you who are in ministry, stay put. Work with who God has assigned you to work with in ministry. There's a blessing in you being consistent. Not only that, I was taught when I was at Oral Roberts University, uh, uh, individuals like people for the most part, they don't like wishy-washy back and forth people. If you see the majority of the time in, in the culture of our churches, we have bishops and they started ministering when they were like 14 and 15 years old. They were young and they stayed in ministry all the way up until the time they, they, they left earth or some of them are still here, 80, 90 plus years old. And they have been consistent in the work of the Lord. That's the way we need to be in our walk of salvation. Whether you're a bishop, apostle, prophet, a lay person, when you are signed up to a ministry, stay consistent so that you can show the sustainability of how the Holy Spirit works in our lives. When we move ourselves from the equation and focus our attention on what is pleasing to God, we will avoid self-serving worship. Ask the Lord to move through you, through every action that you take. You're working, you're resting, you're speaking, you're walking around life and place it before God as an offering. This is our true and proper worship. Concluding scripture for tonight comes from Romans 12 and 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. That's the focus. Our attention and our focus, it should be on worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Serving others, being an asset and not an upset, holding up the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ, letting this dying world know that God did place people in this earth to let his glory shine forth through them so that there is an example, just like his son, Jesus, that has been going on down from generation to generation, proclaiming the gospel so that others who are lost can be saved, redeemed and set free. That's our purpose. Don't become self-absorbed. It's not about your collar. It's not about your suit. It's not about you writing who you are. This one, that one. No, it's the only, we, we, we don't need labels. We don't need, just know that you are a child of the most high God and your purpose on earth is to worship him, to give him glory and honor so that once again, you draw others attention to him. I hope you got something out of tonight's lesson. I pray that the blessing of the Lord continue to make you rich, adding no sorrow to it. And I pray that you constantly focus on the will of God for your life and that you remember no matter what to always praise him and worship him all the days of your life. God bless you. Have a good night.